Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future anthology from 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Welcome to the show into the night with me, Sean Kelly. How is everybody doing today? Um, there's a couple announcements that I do want to make before um, I start on the show. Um, first one is that I am on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3 Mississippi, 107.7 New Orleans. Um, and y'all were talking about... Um, you know, we were talking of when I had Michael Anthony on, on the first of the year. And um, there was definitely going to be a part two of that show. Hey, Squatch Man, good to see you, pal. Good to see you. Well, there is going to be a part two, and that's going to be on January 23rd. Hey, Cindy Simpson, how are you? Welcome. It's going to be on January 23rd. I will have part two with Michael Anthony on my show. And by the way, he has an awesome podcast too, uh, American in Crisis. But, um, and I want to put a little disclaimer out there tonight. Um, what I'm about to talk about tonight might uh, bother some people, okay? Um, and I really, really am not here to change your mind. What I'm about to tell you tonight is my own personal belief, okay? And what I'm talking about, if what I'm talking about tonight bothers you, please feel free to, um, if you have to leave the show, then go ahead. The fallen angel, right, Squatch Man? But uh, all in all, I had a pretty good couple days, yeah, from Sunday to Tuesday. But it was, uh, the rain is crazy out there today. Seems like everybody is getting sick out there, you know. So who knows what's going on? Is it the rain? Is it the weather? Or could it be some other suspicious type of thing going on tonight in the air? Who knows what's going to happen? But what I want to talk about tonight, okay, um, 
as you can see at the bottom, did Lucifer get a raw deal? And I did do a story about this. I did do a show, I'd say about two, three years ago. And um, I thought I'd bring it up tonight, you know, because there's a lot of people out there saying that, especially to me, to me, and it really bothers me that people come up to me and say, you're going to hell because I don't believe in God and that I don't follow the, you know, the Bible and I don't go to church. And it really, really, really pissed me off. It did. First of all, they have no right to tell me what to do or who to believe. Do I believe in God? Yes. But like the book of St. Thomas said in the Dead Sea Scrolls, Thomas believed. Hey, Tony, good to see you in Infernal. Yeah. And, you know, like St. Thomas said in the Dead Sea Scrolls, he says his theory was, and I'll make it short and sweet so people understand. St. Thomas, why they called him the doubter, he had to stick the, his fingers in the holes of the hands and in the feet. But he believed, he believed that he did not need to go to a, a four-wall building with other people to ask for God's love or love God. St. Thomas believed Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. So the Bible tells you so. And thank you for saying that, Jenny. Glad to say that. Appreciate it. But, you know, I have a real problem stepping into a Catholic church. I really do. I walk in and I go to Mass and and then I happen to look up and see that priest up there on the altar saying the word. Not knowing if he was one of those priests that did something bad that were busted here. For I'm not even going to mention it. But they did bad things. How can I go to church and say and give a lot of money in in the collection in the collection thing am i buying my way into into heaven is that what it's all coming down to when people donate monies and monies and monies at church at a mass whatever is that going to get them into heaven? Jenny Nicasia says, the devil infiltrated the Catholic Church, but don't hold it against Christ. I'm not holding nothing against Christ. I'm just telling you my point of view from other people, Jen. I'm just telling people my feelings about it. What's going on today? I think people have no right to come up and tell me what the hell to do when it comes to my spirituality. For the longest time, the only God that I know. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, Jenny. No doubt at all. 
Yeah, there, there's some uh, little things happening with the Pope and some of the stuff that I, I don't know. So to me, like Tony says, the Pope is on the devil side too. Why can't people just leave us in peace and just say, hey, I'm going to go to the woods and I'm going to pray in the woods or I'm going to go sit on my front porch and I'm going to have a conversation with God. Why can't people accept that? It, it, it's, it's not fair to them to tell me what's up with that. Then he says, you're the closest to God in a garden or outside. And that is true. I feel more love. I feel more love and peace and serenity when I'm out in the woods talking to God. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to say that they're, they're hypocrites, whatever. I don't know. But I've been sober for coming up on 33 years now. Believing in a God of my understanding. <laughs> Jenny's funny. Jenny says you have to be careful. Bigfoot lives in the woods too. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. And you know what? The only the only God that I knew to pray for when I first got sober was the mean, angry God that was pushed into my brain. You know, if you sneeze in the sixth grade, you're going to hell. You know, if you look at a girl wrong, you're going to hell. If you say a swear word, you're going to hell. And this was beat into me for, what, 12 years of Catholic school. And then I come to find out it, that hell I might as well just be a bad person because everyone's telling me from drilling it into my head that if I do something wrong, I'm going to hell. I don't believe that. If you want to hear my true definition of hell, we're living in it. This is hell. Cindy Simpson says, our church is where we are at. Yes. Today we have so many podcasts of choice also to watch. Truth truth thank you for saying that but why can't people just leave people alone and let them express their spirituality with how they feel like they want to see it you want to come in and tell me knocking on my door say jesus loves you and you got to follow my religion and you and no not at all no not at all. So it's like, get out the door. Get get away from me. Don't tell me what to freaking do. Don't tell me who to pray to. Don't tell me I have to go to church on Sunday. Because I get more spirit, I get more serenity when I talk to God 
on my front porch. He don't care if I go to church. The only thing that he cares about is that I have faith in him and that I believe in him. I hope I'm not sounded like no freaking pastor here. I'm not. But the last two, three days, people pounding religion into me. I just, I just had enough of it. You know, I had enough of it. People should leave other people alone. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. And I respect what people believe in, what other people believe in. If they believe in uh, Buddha, if they believe in uh, Islam, if they believe in Catholicism, if they believe, you know, even into Satanism, that is a religion. That is a religion. I, I respect that. If it makes you feel good where you're at in your life, being in a certain or type of religion or spirituality that you're in now, then go for it, man. If it helps you, it helps you. Uh, Sebastian, hey, Sebastian, good to see you. Sebastian says it's become a form of hell because evil people have taken over the financial system and some religious institutions. I believe that, Sebastian, just like Jenny was saying about the Pope. Good always fought evil, now through it's almost taken over. But, you know, look at that old saying he said there, Sebastian, good always fought evil. That is true. But then he got people who pretend and act like they're good, but deep down inside they have another alternative that they want to talk about. Hey, look at me. I conquered evil. Now you have to respect me. You have to do whatever I tell you to freaking do because I defeated evil. Yeah. How do you know what their intentions are? How? If good is fighting evil right now. If good is fighting evil right now, then there shouldn't be no evil thing going on. There shouldn't be that much evil out there. Because there's a lot of good people out there. You know? Is it fear? Are people afraid to fight evil? I'm sure there is. And I blame that on, you know, the Catholic Church and the other churches out there because they figure you can't mess with demons or else they're going to hurt you or they're going to kill you or they're going to destroy you. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. But you know what? I grew so much. Okay, hold on a second. Let me. Hey, Kason, good to see you, buddy. I, Sebastian says, I think that there's different forms of evil, and sometimes they fight each other. Thank you for the subject, Sean. Ah, you're welcome, Sebastian. I just had to talk about this. It was crazy. You know, I mean, maybe it is evil fighting evil. Letting them all duke it out themselves. 
and just let the good hang back and just watch. Because I sure know that there's a ton of freaking egos out there who... See, I don't have the right to call people evil. I don't. I don't have that right. I am not allowed to judge. But somehow the thought comes across my mind. Sebastian, many people are like the way they are because of apathy. True. True. So, who knows what's going to happen out of this? I, I don't know. What it comes down to is don't you dare tell me what the hell to do when it comes to my spirituality. Don't you dare tell me I'm wrong. Don't you dare tell me that I need to go to church. And sure as hell, don't tell me I need to donate the money. You know, I got a story to tell you guys about that. My mom, I was in sixth grade. My mom broke her ankle. And she couldn't make it to church. It was that bad. Okay. So the pastor of the church that I was at came to visit her came to visit her and I'm thinking man that is great that is great he came to visit see how she's doing bullshit he wanted to know where his money was for the church and that is a true story he didn't care how she felt all he wanted was the money and that's a true story and I'll take that to the grave with me it was all about the money that same damn priest, my aunt died. And she had she didn't belong to a church. So the only closest one to where she lived was the church that I grew up in. So they made the deal where, you know, that she could have a mass up there at this church. So that priest who came to see my mom when I was in the sixth grade was presiding over that funeral of my aunt, okay? And for, for the life of me, I'm in the funeral home, and this priest is telling me I need to join the Catholic Church. I need to go back and go to church. For what? To give you more money? The, you know, the way you treated my mom a long time ago. I mean, we weren't rich. Whatever my mom could put in the collection, she did. But he wanted more because she missed so many masses. There's a bunch of bullshit. It is. Kaysen says, I think evil is subjective. There can't be good without some evil. It's the play of God, if you will, yin and yang. Hmm, that's pretty interesting, your case. And, and you know, it's right, because if we did have a perfect world, I don't know, I, I, would, I don't think I would want to live in it. But I don't know. But like Jenny said earlier about the Pope being, you know, dealing with the devil. Okay. Dealing with the devil. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and, and come to find out that was one of the priests that got caught. Yes, he did. Yes. So I cannot walk into a church and go to a mass and walk up there on the altar not knowing if this if this priest was bad or they're just preaching because they want the money. I want to go to a church where I could just sit by myself and relax. Yes. Now, people might say, well, you have a lot of friends who are wicked. And you do investigate the paranormal. And you do anything that is not so religious. You want to say it like that? Religious. Sebastian says, it could be a testing ground, Sean, and chat. The ultimate complexity, so to speak. Okay. So... I'm not. I, I am not that evil person that people come out and take me as. Cindy enjoys watching church from her home online. Hey, that's cool. Kaysen says, love empty churches. Not a spiritual thing, just peaceful. Yes, Kaysen, you're right. When I worked at Potomac Bakery up in Dormont, um, there was called the monastery over there on the south side. And every month they would have a cake for all the priests that had, you know, birthdays. And so I used to deliver the birthday cakes here at four o'clock in the morning. And the church store was always open. It was a small little church. With a lot of creepy figure figure statues and stuff. You know, you, you walk in and you look at them and you're thinking, oh, my God, they're looking at me. <laughs> and then you second guess yourself, well, did that guy watch me? Did that uh, statue saw me walking across the room? Ooh, that was a big fade in front of me. But I used to go in there at 4.30 in the morning and I would just sit there for five, ten minutes, just me in an empty church. It was the most peaceful relaxing spiritually spiritual thing I got in a long in a long time I felt good when I left out there but nowadays the way the world is out there right now can't even do that because a lot of churches lock up their doors I guess you're going to say, well, because the evil, you know, goes in there and, you know, might steal something, blah, 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 blah. But a long time ago, when I was growing up, the church doors were open at night. Yeah. And now they're not. Who do we blame? Who do we blame for that? And then going to confession. Remember those guys, ladies? 
you go in, forgive me, Father, I have sinned. It's been like six months from my last confessions. Here are the sins that I committed. The priest gives you absolution, sends you out, and you have to say ten our fathers, ten Hail Marys, and ten glory bees. That was your penance. And then they started to face to face. It's just it's just ridiculous. All that shit I learned growing up in the Catholic Church, I just was just shaking my head. Just throwing it out the door. I, I said, why? Why? It was so drilled into me. The Stations of the Cross and, and, and Lent. Going to church every freaking Sunday. Going to church every freaking holiday. But I did it because I had to do it. I was forced to do it. So I just, I needed to ramp on that. Cindy Simpson says, yes, Sean, in our day, in our day, church was always open. It was. And there was usually a priest hanging out out there in the church pretending he's cleaning but ready to sit down and talk to somebody about it. Those were the good dudes. There were some good dudes. Don't get me wrong. Not all priests are bad. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. But I needed to rant that. And I'm going to go and take my break, you know, the minute and a half break. Then I'm going to come out and talk about the Lucifer get a raw deal. Okay, so, all right, I will be back in a minute and a half. So if you have to go to the bathroom, get something to drink, smoke a cigarette, do what you got to do, I will see you in a minute and a half. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set. With 159 stories in full color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. Elron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology from 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. say there we go here i am yay there i am uh before we continue um i just want to make a couple announcements uh the show i had with michael anthony on 
the 2nd of January, we will be having part two on January 23rd. Okay. Please mark it on your candle, can candles, your calendars. Um, and uh, make sure to join us Tuesday, uh, January 23rd. Uh, I am on UPRN Talk Radio, 105.3 Mississippi, 107.7 New Orleans. Okay. In the first part of the, the show that I was talking about, it was me, you know, how I felt about the Catholic Church. And um, if you missed any of the show, feel free to watch the show on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society fan Facebook page. Okay, or on the UPRN Talk Radio um, website. You can check out the show, uh, Swan Kelly Into the Night, you know, one nine twenty twenty four. But now I would like to talk about, it says on the bottom, did Lucifer get a raw deal? Okay. And I'm telling you right now, I think he did. Okay, I'm not a devil worshiper. Okay, I just think, or I'm not evil. I'm just telling you what I feel. Okay, everyone claims that Lucifer is Satan, he's the devil, he's this, he's that. If you want my honest opinion, I do believe that. Jesus is king. Yes, Jesus is. Yes, Ray, Jesus is king. But I do believe that Lucifer was sent down to keep an eye on Satan. Not to be Satan. Okay? If you look at the Bible, and I really looked at this, and I did some research. And if you guys want to look it up too, please feel free. In the Old Testament, which was considered um, the Hebrew Bible, okay? In Isaiah 14, verse 12. Have you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn? That's in the Old Testament with... Um, Ephesians 14. Also, in the book of Job, you know, that 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 little book here, Job, you know, saved my life many a times. But God allowed Job, allowed the devil or Satan, not Lucifer, but Satan, um, and throw everything he had at at Job because he wanted to see how much faith Job had in God. Okay. But there is no mention of Lucifer. I do believe Lucifer was only said one time from a prophet. And what's a prophet? It's a person who predicts things that believes that he's, you know, the messenger of God. So what? Some guy came out and said, yeah, you're, you're, you're Lucifer, you're Satan. Bullshit. 
bullshit. And I'll take that to my death. I'll take that to my grave. Sorry, Sean, I think the Bible isn't reliable. They alternated the book in the Council of Nicaea to maintain the status quo. I never heard of that NYCIA. I might have to look at that up and, and do a little research on it. But you know what? Do you know where Lucifer comes from? The freaking book of King James. Was it King James? The King James Bible. And what the King James Bible did was it took quotations from the real Bible, the Hebrew Bible, to believe it or not, because it was coming from the Old Testament. But, and said, and this was from the King James Bible that says, in Isaiah, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Thank you, Casey, and I appreciate it. Let me read that again. And this is from the King James Bible. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. But up here in the regular Bible, in the Old Testament, it's saying, you know, how have you fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn? So everybody decided to come and say, well, let's listen to the King James Bible. Okay, let's listen to it. And then we're going to put Lucifer in there. Well, let me tell you something. Okay. Let me tell you something. And here's why I think he gets screwed. Okay, this is why I think Lucifer gets screwed out of this. It's because if people said that Lucifer was Satan, and Satan was mentioned about 29 times in the Bible, instead of saying Satan, why couldn't they just put Lucifer there? Why could they not do that? And that was in, you know, in, in the regular Bible. Yeah. You know. I really, truly believe when the ends of times are here. I really believe that in the end of times, there's an open seat right next to Jesus or God. And I believe that Lucifer is going to get that. Because if they if they think that, I mean, our world is hell now. There's a lot of evil shit going on down here. A lot of evil stuff happening. But can you imagine if there wasn't somebody keeping an eye out on Satan? And here's the thing that really blows me away. Here's what blows me away about the whole damn thing. How Lucifer want to be better than God. Who said that? A fucking prophet? Excuse my language. A guy who just wrote shit down. Yeah. Did, did Lucifer actually wanted that to happen? And, it, and if this prophet did say this, where did he get that freaking story at? And where did that person get that freaking story from? Where? They'll never tell us. But Lucifer, God, Lucifer was the, you know, I do believe his first. And he loved God so much 
And God loved him a lot too. Now I know we have had rifts with our fathers. There are some things, I mean, fathers don't talk to their sons anymore because of stuff that has happened. But deep down inside our hearts, in our hearts, even though we don't talk to our father, even if we dislike our father, even if we hate our father, there's always that little bit in the heart that said, I love, I love my father. And I believe that Lucifer had that little part in his heart. And don't tell me he's an angel. He don't have heart. I ain't going to hear that. You know, it just, he had it. If he loved his father so much, would he go up against him? I don't believe so. I don't. I don't believe that. And these bastards out here, these prophets, telling you, yeah? Mm -mm. I don't believe he'd go against his father. No. It's a bunch of horse crap. So in reality... In, in my reality, and this is what I think. Uh, Michael, hey, Michael, good to see you. Thank you. Everything is conscientious through conscientious. Okay. But. Kaysen says, I interchange Satan with the Hindu goddess Kali. They represent the dark side of universe, which represent the destruction and rebirth. Okay. Look at what look at the Wiccans and, and their their goddesses out there. You have the one dark one, Morgan Le Fay, Morgana. Okay. But she helped King Arthur, I think it was King Arthur, I don't know. But she is a goddess of the underworld. But being the goddess of the underworld, she did help people. She did help people. You know, so, you know, this is how I feel. And I'm going to throw one more story out there that I have writing the books and trust me the information i get i i listen to the history channel with uh, theologians people who actually study the bible and all kinds of people who really just dwell into you know the bible in the new testament you got matthew mark luke and john okay and matthew there was nothing mentioned of Judas. And Mark, that's when Judas came on the scene. And Luke, the friendship of Jesus and Judas began to spring, began to blossom, I guess, if you want to say it. Okay. Now here comes John. The book of John, 
which was written 96 years after Christ died. 96 years. And he's blaming Judas for selling out Jesus Christ. How in the hell did John know, or whoever wrote the book, John, knew that it was that Judas was the one to sell him out? That's not right. Ninety-six years after. But here's the kicker to it all, okay? We all know that the Judeans are the ones that crucified Jesus, okay? So if you take the word Judean, if you take the word Judean, it kind of represents Judas. So instead of the dude who ever wrote the book of John said, no, we're not going to blame the Judeans. You know, we're going to blame Judas. And that's how Judas got, you know, you, you know, the, that's how Judas got his name. That's how Judas got the bad name written about him in the book. So you're going to tell me some boy, some guy, who wrote the book of John 96 years after Christ died, okay, said that Judas killed him for 30 pieces of silver. And if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that the stories of the Bible that the people put in the Bible come from different stories all the way down through lineage. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I believe and that they need to rewrite that Bible. They need to rewrite it. Because it's not true. Kaysen Lee says, a journalist called Neil Armstrong after the moon landing. Did you see God out there in the universe? Neil said, she's black. Sorry, I'm rambling. No. You know what, Kaysen? Keep on rambling. Keep on rambling. Please, keep on rambling. I appreciate your rambling. I appreciate everybody who has contributed to the show tonight. I really am. It really, it, it makes me feel good. But like I said before, okay, I'm not here to change anybody's minds. And you all know that. If you believe in something, and it is making you get through life and go for it. It might help you, but it might not help other people out. You know, and that's okay. And that's okay, just as long as you believe. But there are some things that I needed to get off my chest. Uh, do I believe in Lucifer? They get a raw deal. I believe that Lucifer is not Satan. I do believe Lucifer, Satan, and the devil are all three different entities. That's how I feel. You know? 
There is one person that I do respect and I love dearly. And I'm not afraid to tell you guys or anybody that it is God. Now I have a problem with Jesus Christ. But that may be for another story. You know, but to me, God's the one that got me sober. He hung in there with me and he's hanging in there with me tonight. Because if you're all wondering if I prayed before the show, I did. I didn't pray. I talked. I talked to him. I talked to God. And I said, is it for real? So I really, really freaking say do this show. And, you know, here I am doing the show. So I guess it's the right answer. Now, have I, if I get some re repercussions, and I'm not talking from people. I don't give a damn what people think on what I talk about. But if shit happens to me, you know, that it happened, and then, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it, that saying that God's mad at me. God can never be mad at me. He never will. God, to me, is not mean. He's not disgraceful. He's not a punishing God. This is my God that I'm talking about. Okay. He's loving and caring and respectful. And the only damn thing he wants from me is to have faith in him. It's not like I have to take over, you know, I've run into a problem. I said, okay, God, I can't handle this. Please take it over. Or dear God, you know, or say, God, I need some money. Or I need a new car. You know, all, all the uh, stuff that we don't need. He's not going to let it happen. I remember when I got a divorce from my wife. I had, I don't know, I lost my job at the post office. And I lived in an apartment. I went a whole year without paying my rent, with having the car that was ready to be towed. But you know what I had? God gave me what I needed. My God gave me what I needed. Not what I wanted. And what he gave me, what I needed was the love of my son. I always had food on the table. I had a roof over my head. I had enough money to buy cigarettes. Kaysen says, only after Lucifer was kicked out of heaven did they started to call him Satan. Lucifer was the left-hand man of God while he was in heaven. He was the, pro the prosecutor. And you know what? You are so right, Kaysen. But that was a person that decided to call him Satan. Some jackass from the King James Bible called him that. And you know, Kaysen, honestly, you know, that left, that left hand of God, that seat, is empty right now. And I have no doubt about it that when the end of times come, he's going to be right back up there sitting in that seat. I really believe it. I really believe it. You know, I'm not even going to get into the Nephilim or nothing like that. We're getting close to the show being out, being done tonight.
I know there's another show and I feel bad because I don't know what the show's name is because I never really looked into it or researched it. But, you know, you got to check out the other shows here on UPR and talk radio. I mean, they're like five, six days a week. You know, you got the outer realm with Michelle Desiree. You got Joe Montaldo. Uh, news on the flip side on Friday. You got, um, ooh, you got the Angel Rock on Mondays. You got a lot of good podcasts on here. And it's not all about religion, Bigfoot, politics, whatever. It's about whatever, you know, the hosts want to talk about. And this is what I love about America right now. This is what I loved about America forever. Freedom of speech. And we're allowed to say what we're allowed to say. There might be consequences. And I'm sure there will be. Not on my show. But people speaking out. You know how they feel. But we can say it here on this platform. And there's some platforms that, you know, you know, the the different uh, social media places out there don't like it. But and so they'll they'll cross them out or, you know, they'll give them a warning and then take their shit down, which isn't fair. But on that note, I want to thank everybody for listening to my show tonight. I want to thank everybody for participating in the uh, chat room. It was nice to hear other people's um, opinions. Michael, Kaysen, Cindy, Sebastian. I mean, thank you for listening tonight. And thank you, everybody out there in the whole world, because you know what's really cool about this channel or this platform I'm on? It goes all over the world. Yes, it is seen in different countries. So again, I want to thank you. Um, just remember that January 23rd, 2024, we will have the second part of my friend Michael Anthony. Kaysen says, okay, Sean, good night, buddy. Good night. Good night to you, Kaysen. My friend, Michael Anthony, we're going to do part two of the show that we were talking about on part one. Good night, Sebastian. Thank you. Um, so it's January 23rd, 2024, 8, 10 p.m. on UPR and Talk Radio. So everybody, parents, please, if you can, go and give your children a hug and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents. Give them a hug. And tell them that you love them. And if you don't have any parents, if you don't have any children, find somebody and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. Because those three words, I love you, go a long, long way. And on that note, good night from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we'll see you on Sunday night. Goodbye.